0: fuck guys. There's like so many pieces of equipment you need. And there's people out there that can do so much stuff without any equipment, but man, like if you really want to have it consistent and at a production level, you need equipment. That's just all there is to it. But we're getting there. We're close. I mean, man, I've gotten a lot of different things, but now the next thing is the big kilns because I need bigger kilns so I can put out bubblers. We talked about this last episode, I think briefly, but yeah, I need to get some bigger kilns so that I can put these out. Cause these were actually super hard to make on my kilns. Even though this kiln's pretty fucking big, it's one of the bigger kilns you can get for a bench. Um, I still need, I need something bigger because these are like 16 to 18 inches tall. So like this one right here is 16. Bane, oh, I swear Bane, no, 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 no. Bro, you gotta get down. You're blowing it. You gotta gotta go lay down. Fame. Why are you squealing? Oh my god. Okay. Someone. Bro, you gotta chill. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta put him outside. Oh fuck. what's up everybody and welcome to episode 73 of the podcast super excited to be here guys i know we took a two-week break and i do apologize for that but mental health and life was getting your boy but i'm good now things are as good as they can be at the time being but in this episode today we got a few cool pieces to smoke My new personal like sunstone, moonstone piece I've smoked the last couple episodes. And then we have this really beautiful sidekick from my buddy Mark here. And uh, obviously we got the flower tubes and bubblers on the table. Uh, We do have a sale coming up, but by the time this episode drops, the sale will have already happened because we're doing it on a Friday because we have to go out of town to see uh, my wife's grandmother. So we're doing like a Friday sale instead of a Sunday sale. Not a huge one. It's gonna be accessories and maybe about 20 pieces nothing crazy i mean there's gonna be some beautiful work or whatever but it's not gonna be the volume i normally do so when i do sunday sales i'm usually dropping 50 to 60 pieces the last one we dropped 93 so this one being only about 20 pieces you know small for me some people are like oh 20 pieces i don't even make 20 pieces a year and i'm like well that's on you um <laughs> i work too much but yeah it's um the last couple weeks have been they've been kind of nice like I haven't worked out or anything this is my first day back to working out my trainer first day back to the podcast I just took some time to spend with the family did some hiking did some just work around the house and just you know taking care of business essentially trying to get life on track man I'm taking this low this is like 415 it'll be good though Super low, super tasty though. Man, that GMO, that's what I'm smoking right now. Man, depending on what temp you hit that, that shit can taste like 10 different strains, I swear. Oof. (coughs) (coughs) Oof, that's good. Um, Yeah, so I was smoking a lot of flour like a few weeks ago. You could tell on episodes and stuff. Now I'm back to hash again and a little less flour. It comes and goes like some, you know, for like a month, I'll smoke a ton of flour and then I'll go back to hash. Really, I was smoking a lot of flour too because I was working on flour pieces. So like in order to give a a good product, I'm like, I gotta smoke a shit ton of flour through these and make sure I love them, see what I wanna change, whatever. Because we are in the process right now of uh, looking for a full-time lathe worker to work with me. I got a part-time guy that's gonna be starting in probably November, but I want another um, full-time person because we have four lathes. Well, we have three right now, but we're getting a fourth late delivered right here before the end of the year. Um, cause I need help with the flower line. I need help with like basically people making like slides or helping like with sections and parts that way I can get more pieces made for the, uh, those more affordable, clear flower pieces. Um, because I want them to be available. Like I want, I want people to be able to get them because I sold those 20 they sold out real quick. And then I had a lot of people that didn't get them. And I have people even hit me up now. I was like, there are gonna be more bubblers at the Friday sale. I'm like, no, not till probably like late October. Uh, but I want them to be more available so that people are able to actually smoke and use them. And i also want help too, because I want to have dry ash catchers available. I want to have drop downs available. I want to have things on bmsglass.com that are available all the time for people or a lot more frequently and with me just making everything on my one lathe and having all this equipment sitting here is really just a poor planning on my part so i'm trying to step out of my comfort zone and bring a couple more people into the party here and see if they can help me with the flower line because i got my rbr line thing figured out like i'm not going to have other people making rbrs anytime here soon like those will all be me, but like, and look, I obviously have guys that prep color. That's my RBR team is like, I have a guy that preps color and a guy that preps opals. And then I'll take the chunks of color, shape them out, take the opal, put it into a cab, put it on the piece. Um, but I want like a team to help me with flower pieces because it seems like there's a lot of flower smokers out there that want to support and want to buy glass. And there's, um, honestly, not too much new flower stuff coming out these days. A lot of it's stuff that's been around for, you know, five, six, seven years that has just continued to been remade, but I'd like to, um, and maybe that's just me being naive. Maybe there's people making tons of new flower stuff all the time. I don't know, but from what I see typically is mostly focused on concentrates. So I'd like to uh, be able to spend more time in the flower pieces and in order to do that, I need some help because I can't be spending all my time prepping up big sections of tubing or percolators. I need to be designing and assembling and creating even new stuff too, because I have I have all these ideas for flower pieces now and I'm like, okay, well I can only have barely enough time to make bubblers. Like if I want to make these other designs and offer them, I need to delegate some of my jobs and be able to focus on those other projects. So yeah, it's really just trying to bring the function though and um, bring that whole Bear mountain feel to our community here that want to support that just smoke flower too. Or people that smoke both like myself, I like to have that variety of flower and uh, concentrates. Man, this sunstone just freaking glows, doesn't it? And the light, such a bright orange. Just keep spinning it around because as the light reflects off the different thicknesses of like the Maria's and different shaping, it kind of makes like this cool little, I don't know, this little glow, at least from my perspective in person. Let's see what we got here. This piece right here. little 10 millimeter double diffuse. It's not a mini. This is like the Sidekick ones are essentially the full size double diffuse. They just have a more narrow can, but. Yeah, this one shreds it's only had like one dab through it too so it's fucking super clean super ready to shred warm up this now i hope you guys are doing well too out there and if you want you know pack up a joint a bowl heat up your nail sesh and chill for the next hour or so and i'm going to get nice and stoned because i have not been getting that stoned lately i've been spending a lot more time just trying to uh Tighten up loose ends and take care of my family and get everybody feeling as good as they can in the situations that we're currently in. But I can't complain because, man, I'm an extremely, extremely fortunate person. And I'm not saying that to brag or anything. I'm saying that with gratitude because I posted something on the Internet a couple weeks ago explaining my situation. And I had hundreds of people leaving incredible comments and reaching out. And it made me realize, like, how fortunate I am not just I'm not just fortunate to have a job or have something that I'm passionate about which is a gift in itself I'm also fortunate to have a wife and a daughter I'm I have all these gifts but I also have all these people out there that are interested and care about what's going on with me in my life and that is just like if anything I think a lot of people feel anxiety and depression in this day and age because they don't feel like they have a place or a purpose or maybe they don't feel like people really give a fuck about them and I feel so fortunate that I have so many people that care and want to support and appreciate Bear Mountain Studios and all the stuff we're doing and, and my family appreciate my family too, just normal shit. So that's like what a what a fucking gift. Like not everyone gets to experience that and feel that in their lifetime and that's a fucking that's a crime. I feel I wish that everyone could feel like they're needed or they're appreciated because at the end of the day, most humans, we just want to be, you know, needed and appreciated. We want people that we want to have a purpose. We want someone to go, that person's good at that. And I like them for it. I would tell them you, if, if every person felt like that, we'd have a lot less angry or sad people out there doing shitty things to each other, or even just being, treating themselves shitty. Like, but how do you do that? Right. How do you find purpose for someone else? You need to find it for yourself so that it's true and real and you can really feel the benefits cuz you can remember how bad it was when no one gave a fuck about you. But How do you figure that out though? How do you How do you create something that can give maybe people that don't have the same opportunity a path to find that purpose? I don't know. You know, I'm not smart enough to answer these kind of questions, but I do like to talk about them because when I'm driving around and I see people that aren't doing good, I'm like, fuck, man, like what can we do for you? Like at the end of the day, like some of the homeless people I knew in New York city were the happiest people you ever meet, but they had a purpose because like literally a lot of the homeless people in New York city have purpose. They do things. Well, I see some people down here at the Springs where I live and I'm like, you just look like you're suffering and you're sad Like you don't have like something you do. Like you're not like, you don't have music or anything like, But who am I to judge, you know? If you were to ask that person, they'd be like, no, I love this. This is exactly what I want to do. (laughs) (coughs) I'm I'm, I'm a nomad. (coughs) You know what I mean? Try not to assume too much. Sometimes I try to be like, oh, maybe that's what that person wants. But at the same time, when you look at people, you can be like, oh, man, I feel like that person's suffering. Well, how can I help them? People tell you to just like, or at least I've said this before in the podcast, like, Oh, you can't help everyone. Just you should really just take care of the people directly around you. You know, tend to your the garden or part of the gardens you can reach. I'm sure there's some sort of saying out there. Um, but I can't help but like drive around and see people. Or like, specifically, it's because I've been seeing a lot more homeless people where we live. So I'm like seeing like people of all ages and races and creeds all just experiencing something that looks really not fun. And it's like. But am I naive to assume everyone that's suffering is a good person that just has been dealt a bad hand? I don't know. I'd rather be naive and think like that though, than just assume everyone's bad people if they're in a tough spot. I'd rather be naive. I'd rather get taken advantage of and tricked as long as I keep believing people are good, you know? Fuck it. Man, this GMO is fire and this piece, oh man, my buddy Mark's gonna be real stoked on this one, I think the color on it too it looks like a goddamn peanut butter and jelly when you're looking down on it it's super purple when you have a side profile of it it's really like honeys and pinks and amber it's like certain striking pieces just the way the light reflects through them they just they can look like 10 different colors which is really cool man i'm so grateful to have glass blowing guys this shit like is my purpose it's like I have something to work towards. I don't know what I'd do with myself if I didn't have, I'd have to find something else that I could bury myself in because my personality, like I really need something that's like I'm working towards that I feel like, oh, this is my purpose, this is what I'm doing, like this is my focus. I'm one of those people, if you leave me, like just sitting there without anything to do, I'll go crazy because I'll start thinking about all sorts of crazy shit that I have no control over and then have an anxiety attack. So I'm super thankful to have this career. It really reminds me of shit I used to do as a kid, though. I I think about it, even talking to my parents and my dad, be like, oh, you just sit in the basement for eight hours a day and just paint models and build things. And like now I'm doing the same thing as an adult. Like when I was a kid, I would just sit there and watch documentaries and just History Channel stuff. And then I would just build and paint my fucking models. And and now I'm doing the same thing as an adult. Sitting all day, creating things, building, and just listening to different podcasts, TED Talks and stuff, and just like learning new things while I'm creating things. It's, uh, I don't know, it's just awesome. And I hope I'm not like, it's not like I'm bragging or something about my career, but I've, I really feel grateful to have it because I've had so many shitty jobs. And I'm sure some of the shitty jobs I have, you guys are out there doing the same thing right now, day to day, and maybe you love it, so I don't want to belittle your passion or your purpose either, but man, I hate carrying shingles up ladders. I hate painting on forty-foot step ladders. I hate all that, and that's what I did a lot when I was younger. It's just, you know, I grew up with a hardworking parents that you know, my, and my dad did construction and stuff. So in my head, I was like, oh, that's what you do—like you build things with your hands, and then you pay the bills with that. So, you know, I'm grateful to grow up with the parents I grew up with too. They're both hardworking people and gave me that work ethic, and I could, and they were like open-minded enough to believe, like, oh, the glassblowing thing makes sense. Like, you got this. I don't know. All this shit worked out because I had all these people in my life. My wife, her grandmother, like, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for my wife's grandmother. She's done everything for me. I cannot wait to go see her uh, next week um, and just tell her how much she means to me because she's not doing great, but I just still am excited to see her either way. Um, but yeah, these, all these people are like a huge reason. I'm even here doing this podcast and stuff. It wouldn't have happened. Like when we moved here, we had so many like shitty things happen that like, if there was a couple times, like my wife had to call her grandma and be like, can you help us? This this happened. And like, and her grandma didn't like have a bunch of money or anything, but she figured it out and would help us get through these tough times. And it's like, I would have either been like homeless or like back in New York and never made it this far without all these people who believed in me. They talked to me, they knew me, and they were like, they believed in me enough to like, you know, invest either their time or even like finances into helping me getting this business going and everything cause it wasn't just hard work or like selling off like equipment, my landscaping stuff and then buying like all It was also too, like there was hard times where I had to like ask someone for a loan or something or just figure it out. And these people were all there for me. So grateful to ha- grateful to have them. And, um, even though like things are temporary and like, you know, nothing's forever. feel super lucky to have uh, <clears throat> had these people in my life and been lucky enough. Have their help through all these fucking challenges of just growing up and everything, and trying to start a business. Shit's crazy. Oh, what show we should turn this? Cause I like to watch the bubbles go down this way. Yeah, this piece shreds. Fun <sighs> thing about these sidekicks was is watching the bubbles just ripped out it. It's so cool. <coughs> 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 not saying I'm cool, but I really like function and glass and the way water and bubbles move through it. I like some weird shit. But I like that that's my, like, hobbies and things that I like as opposed to other things, you know? There could be a lot... There's a lot worse things you could be into than watching water drain through a glass pipe. Oh, boy, I had a, my first workout in two weeks this morning, and then I fucking ate bad food right after I had a fucking... Breakfast sandwich from McDonald's, and holy shit, the acid reflux. Y'all ever take a dab, and then you get, like, acid reflux after the dab? I don't know what that is. Maybe when the dab's too terpy. Like, this GMO might be so terpy that it's triggering acid reflux. That might be happening. Or I might have a problem. Who really knows? I don't go to the doctor. (coughs) (coughs) Wow. Holy fuck, this GMO is so good. I have not taken this many dabs in a row in, like weeks, but this is like, seriously, there's sometimes where you're like, oh yeah, Dabmin was good. And then there's sometimes where you're like, fuck, that was necessary. I feel like I just went to a spa and that's how I'm feeling. right I'm feeling very relaxed because I have not been smoking this much and life has been interesting and a little bit challenging. And I'm just stoked to have this little break and smoke this fucking awesome pipe. And these sidekick drains are just they're they're visually fun to watch too because the drain is technically a lot longer than a normal double diffused drain that goes straight down because it kicks out to the side. It's actually a longer path. So it's a little bit slower drain. <laughs> the noise. The noise these double diffused make when the water's draining past that little disc. It's like a a gulping, like blooping noise. I've been seeing people post about that too, not with my glass, but with like other people, like there's like this new like trend or terminology, like then people like, oh, it bloops or blooping or whatever the fuck it is. But it's when pipes like have sections that kind of make those noises where like it's like gulping or like making a bloop noise. And now that's a thing, which is pretty funny. Cause I know some people early on when I was first making these, they were like, why does it sound like that? I'm like, well, that's just cause of the way it's designed. Now, now the blooping people are like, fuck it bloops, dude. And they're like super hyped on it. I'm like, what salesman sold this to someone? It was like the bloopings where it's at, dude. And then they got hyped up about it. I mean, it's cool. I mean, my pipes do it too, but I just think it's really cool that someone was able to sell that as part of the feature of the piece is like, oh, the bloops, like, It's almost like a different sounding exhaust on a car. You're like, oh, it pops like this, or it sounds like this. Just pretty cool to see how other people are able to build demand and sell different products, not just on function, but sound. That's different. Our little subculture we have here of glass blowers and people who smoke concentrates. We're such a small community, even though it feels like the whole world to all of us, and it feels big to all of us, and there's all these characters, but we're so small. Because even, like, you know, 95% of people who smoke weed don't even realize there's pipes that cost more than $1,000. I mean, this is a very small community. And there's not too many, like, communities, I feel like, out there nowadays. I mean, there's a lot of options. But, like, small, like, really cool, like, unique counterculture communities. I mean, like, a lot of them have grown a bunch. Like, I was talking to my producer before the podcast about how much, like, the cannabis community and the pipe community kind of reminds me of, like, the skateboard community. But now the skateboard community is like huge. Like everybody skateboards, everyone knows about skateboarding. When I was younger, like if you had a skateboard, like you were immediately a criminal. If they did not like, people did not like you, they're like, oh, fucking punks, the the, the hoodlums, with their skateboards. They're gonna fuck it all up, you know? But nowadays skateboarding is in the Olympics. It's like, it's now a fashion. It's a type of fashion that like people who don't even skate, like, they appreciate the skateboard fashion, and it, that's cool too. Like I don't hate on any of that. I think it's pretty fucking cool. Um, it's just crazy to see how big that community's gotten. So our community is really, really small right now. But guys, what happens in twenty years when we're like the OGs, like when we're all the old dudes and old gals in the community? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's it going to be then? How big is it going to be? What are the, what's some of this glass going to be worth from the early time when things were still illegal or small? Like. I don't know. I think shit's gonna be wild. I think a lot of people that are good at collecting and like hang on to work in like 20 years when there's like famous movie stars that like are all about the pipe community and shit. If it gets there, who knows? I'm not saying I want it to be there, but you know, if something's cool, inevitably it eventually catches on with people. It just does. And this shit's cool as fuck. I love the glass community and what we do here. yeah, yeah, what happens in 20 years when people have these crazy collections and like now you have like ultra wealthy people, like what are pipes going to be selling for? Like, will they be selling for as much as fucking like, I mean, I know people sell pipes for $100,000 or $200,000 now, but I'm like, I don't know, there might be like a lot of pipes out there at that price range at that point because they're so valued, valued so high because maybe certain artists aren't around anymore or they only made so many of these and it was made during a time of prohibition when cannabis was illegal federally like these are all prohibition era pipes too. There's going to be a value to all this class too in the future when weeds legal. Cause I guess what guys, Jeff Bezos wants legal weed. It is happening. He's already set up with warehouses. He's going to be delivering weed. It's going to be in every goddamn household right next to the cinnamon and salt and pepper. Um, Whether it be CBD stuff that doesn't get you high or something with some psychoactive properties in it with like THC, Um, we will see, but that's the path I truly see it going. Because follow the money and people need money more than ever and these wealthy people want even more and that's why they see value in this community. And the pipe scene is going to go right along with the weed scene. Because once, weed's illegal, once weed is legal and everyone just has it, it's not hard to get weed, now it's no longer exciting that you got this strain because you can go get 30 different strains right now. Then all of a sudden this, the weed community is going to go, well what else is fun about this? Then they're going to get into accessories. How did they like to smoke it? Oh, now I can collect art and smoke it. And it's like, I, I see this happening in the next 15 years or so. And some people are like, oh, it's happening in the next four years? Like maybe, but like for it to really get like in like every household, like a normal thing and be just like when someone crack open a beer, someone's heating up a dab, like, or smoking a bowl, whatever their choice of consuming cannabis is. Um, I think it's going to become something that's uh, so normal and then all of a sudden there's going to be something cool about owning a pipe from the Prohibition era, pipes that were made when this was illegal. And then I think some of this glass is going to be worth crazy amounts. Um, not so much just because of what it is, but also from when it's from and when it was made. You got to think about moonshiners, you know what I mean, like buying like, maybe like I mean, I'm not really sure like what to compare it to besides like people who used to run and make illegal alcohol and like deliver it and move it around. like these are pipes that are made during a time of cannabis prohibition. So and I live in Colorado, so I have a medical marijuana card, so I'm legally smoking weed right now within my state. But, you know, in other states you'd go to jail for sitting here and smoking weed, smoking pipes, concentrated weed, that shit. I mean, some people look at that as like, like bad drugs. Like, I don't know, no drugs are bad. I shouldn't even say that. Drugs aren't bad. The way people use drugs can be bad, but drugs are not inherently good or bad. They just are. They're chemicals. Like that, uh, who's the guy that does a show? He kind of talks about all that stuff. Um, Fuck Hamilton Morris. Yeah, the Pharmacology maybe is the name of the show. I don't know, but he does like lots of study on like all different drugs. You should check him out. I think it's a is that a fucking Vice show? Okay, yeah. Sorry, guys, it's been a while since I've watched any of that shit, honestly, but I think he does an episode where he talks about how, like, drugs aren't bad. Like, no drug is, like, evil or bad. It's just, like, chemicals, and it's, like, anything. You can eat too much of certain things and die or drink too much of certain things. It doesn't mean that that food or that drink is bad. It's just, like, you consumed it improperly because you had you lacked the education to know how to consume it or you openly just went for it on your own self-decision. So it's not, it's not really, like, any of this stuff's bad. It just is. And I think that's what's gonna happen. And I wonder, <clears throat> with that type of rational thinking, if, if Bezos and these rich people are able to sell legal cannabis and get it going, because that's who's gonna get it going, is the rich, crazy people with money. They're gonna, they're just gonna do it. It's not gonna be about anything good or bad. It's going to be, oh, there's the money. So, But I wonder if Bezos and these people sell legal weed from a rational standpoint, like, oh, none of it's good or bad. This is just like something that's like, a product should be available. If they can use that argument for that, will that argument then be able to be used for other things and start making the rest of society more rational? Um, Because right now I feel like things are, no decisions currently right now being made throughout our world are based on rational or anything. I think it's a lot of emotional and fear and uh, unknowing. But yeah, maybe we can start thinking more rationally. I was actually talking to my trainer today about this. She brought it up. She was like, yeah, she's like, think about like, we were talking about like how people react differently on different substances. And she was talking about like two brothers, like trying to have a conversation and work through their problems. And she said the one brother he had, like, he was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to my brother tonight, work through some problems. I bought this bottle of tequila. And I was like, oh, that's not like, and then she goes, yeah. She's like, they're going to be fighting. I was like, yeah, they're both going to think they're right. If they're both slamming tequila, they're not going to be like, you know what, man, you made a good point, but that's like me assuming. But like if they were to both smoke a little weed or eat an edible, then all of a sudden, like, I, I've, I've seen this with people because I used to be a big drinker. I drank, like, I only drank. and I thought people smoked weed were idiots. And then I got into smoking weed, and I was like, whoa, alcohol is r- ridiculous, fun, but whoa, that shit's crazy. But I always thought I was right when I was drunk. Like I was like, no, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like this makes sense. So I don't know. I feel like maybe the cannabis will bring more rational thinking as ridiculous as that sounds because maybe if more people have it in their life whether it be an edible or cbd or it doesn't have to be psychoactive i just think having that some parts of this plant in your system as a human is like one of the missing keys of why people maybe have so much angst or depression or fear of course cannabis can lead to depression or anxiety and all that stuff too but if it does, that just means you definitely have some shit to work through. And it's, it's just amplifying the signal in your body that's telling you, Hey, we're anxious. Hey, we're depressed. It's not the cannabis doing it, it's amplifying it. So that's why people are like, Oh, I love to smoke weed before I go do something because it's going to amplify the fun. You're going to smoke and then everything's going to be way more fun. But if you're really sad and stressed out and you're like, I'm going to smoke weed and try to forget about it. That's probably not the right d- drug. It's uh that's the one that's going to now amplify those feelings and say, Hey, like we really need to fix this shit because I mean, I feel like that's what this plant does. It's like almost like this little amplifier to help the human body recognize issues or benefits like, Oh, this is going to be very fun. I'm going to amplify the fun for you because this is good for your brain. Like let's create lots of dopamine and new neural pathways and heal your brain from trauma. Like, or it's going to go, Whoa, you got some fucking trauma, bro. You got to work this shit out or else it's going to kill you. And we want to live forever. So, yeah. And the weed's been helping me today. I'll tell you what. So let's take another dab on this piece. I really love this piece. This one just, I love the way it hits. I love the size of it. I love that it looks like peanut butter and jelly. And I want peanut butter and jelly, but I have a little acid reflux going on. So I cannot eat peanut butter. It'll fuck my world up. I have a, I have like, I don't have, like, a sensitive stomach, or at least haven't for years, but in the last two weeks, life's been so crazy that I've I've eaten the worst food ever. Like, I've been eating, like, bread every day and shit, so my stomach is back to where I was when I was 14, and I was, like, eating lots of Taco Bell and Mountain Dew. I'm back to that gut biome, and it's no good. It's just, like, constant indigestion. I need to get back to eating, like, my smoothies and, like, my proteins and all, like, the quality stuff I was eating for the last couple of years that it actually healed my stomach and I didn't get S reflux at all. now I'm getting it again. It's all diet. It's nuts. It's crazy how much that stuff impacts like how you just feel day to day or how your body uh, functions. Honestly, like I was working out today and I, I did pretty good or whatever. And like, I had a lot of like energy, but I definitely felt like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like I had like good bursts of energy made from all the carbs I'd been eating. That's what I was telling myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm carbo loading with all this bread, I'm about to work out like crazy. Um but then there was like this real like after that little burst of energy, it's just like immediately sluggish. Like I wasn't I wasn't able to sustain it. It was like I could I could get the weights up and stuff, but then like sustaining my reps, I just like didn't have the stamina today. But going to get back into it. Taking 2 weeks off and just eating and being bummed out will fuck you up. There it goes. Back to using the fucking thermometer because I think I got my dab right too close to my nail too many times or something. It doesn't. It's not reading it right. The temps it's telling me to dab at made me stop dabbing for two weeks because I was like, oh, I guess I can't smoke cash anymore. It's like too hot. Started using the turpometer again. I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is good. And the, and like I'm ta- I'm not saying it's dab right. It's probably me. I'm like user error. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm like, oh, the closer it is, the more accurate it is, right? Like, not thinking about radiant heat damaging the sensor. But what can you do? I know I can get it fixed. So I'm not hating a dab, right, or anyone. I'm just saying I fucked my shit up, so I'm back on my turbo You, I don't even think you're supposed to do this with the turbo I've been doing this for, like, three years. And people are like, it's in the nail, like, touching the silicone. I'm like, it is, isn't it? That's crazy. But we just do that. And it's been doing that for a couple years, and it works just great. I mean, for me, maybe I got lucky because some people are like, you know, everyone has different experiences. Like there's people that I'm sure have bought my glass before and they weren't happy or had some sort of experience and maybe they just didn't reach out to me so I could take care of them. I'm not reaching out to any of these companies. I'll just complain. You know what I'm saying? I'm right there. I'm right, I'm right there with a group of people that like, I don't know. I'm just like the people that I think I've irritated. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm normal as fuck. I get irritated about the same thing you guys do and I don't say anything about it, I just keep on rolling, I make it work. Whoa, that's a horrible noise, scraping the dab around the nail, sorry about that. getting my perfect temps again (coughs) back on my turbo (coughs) meter just enjoying the hash and the new glass Whoa, it's gonna be a good day at work too guys you know what that's what i've been lately like even when things are stressful i just say no stress not that there's no stress or i'm belittling the situation But I'm reminding myself to live in a world of delusion where there is no stress. I'm like, oh, there's no stress. Like the world's on, no stress. World's on fire. No stress. That's totally fine. It's going to be great. And that's what I'm going to do until I can get my shit together is just pretend there's no stress. Wow. But I can't be that stressed when the hash is this fire and I get to make my podcast and I get to fucking blow glass all day and make pipes. You know, there's always going to be challenges, but gotta remember how lucky we are individually even if you know some of us really aren't but i have like i said i've worked the shitty jobs i have we all have our stories of shitty things that have happened and i just know this is so much better than where it was even three years ago Whew, man that fucking gmo though my goodness the flavor on it's just i think it's because i bought the premium this time usually i buy the stuff that's like 10 bucks less I bought like their more expensive, um, GMO this time because it's the only one they had in stock. So I bought it. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll splurge. I'll spend 10 more dollars. Um, and man, I think there's definitely a big difference in flavor there between the, the premium and then they're just the regular. Usually I'm just like, oh, I smoked through it so quick. Like it doesn't matter. But man, like now I'm like, what well, it really does though, man, it tastes so good. Like what a treat. We're having really good hash. Literally is like a treat. It's like dessert. I don't even know how else to explain it, but it also makes everything more fun. Telling you, weed's going to fucking be huge in the next like 15 years. Kids in college, like they'll see people drinking and they'll be like, what are you doing? Like we don't do if college is even a thing in 15 years. I don't know. Like, do you guys think college will still be around 15 years? I think certain universities will but the idea of it or do you think the student debt will catch up with enough generations where they're like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. You're fucking us. Cause it's crazy. Like, um, I don't, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't have any friends that have gone to like full like four or six or seven years. Well, I have like one friend that's done six years and he's doing well, but most of my friends that went to college either did two to four years. Like they're not using their degree or the degree they got that job is no longer available. Like, it's not like a job we need anymore because it's been, you know, automated or changed. So it was like people paid for this education to have a career that they could have a sustainable lifestyle and job in, but then the career they sold them was no longer a career by the time they got out of school. So that's a lot of things with like video editing or different types of production stuff, but there's all different people I know, especially people in the culinary field. Man, some of the most successful people I know in the culinary field did not go to school. They just have been hustling in restaurants since they are like 15 years old. And like they know how the shit works, they're a valuable team member, and they have skills to get that shit done in stressful situations. Everything else, getting better and reputation will come along the way with years of experience, but really what you need is people that are just hardworking, so I wonder. I wonder if college will be a thing in 15 years or if there will be more trade schools again and people being taught how to have valuable skills that they could contribute to society no matter where we're at, whether we're using sticks and stones to fight again or if we're using advanced computers to travel the cosmos. Hmm. Either way, building things, making things with your hands will always have value in some way or another in a society. Even if someday everything's made by robots and artificial intelligence, there'll still be like. This special thing about owning something made by a a biological creature known as a human. You know what I mean? That might be the valuable thing in the future. Who knows? You know, you smoke enough hash, you start thinking about stuff that really doesn't fucking matter. But it's a fun way to spend your time while you're here on planet Earth. Because if you think about the things that maybe do matter and affect your life, you'll realize you have literally no control of almost anything in your life. And that's terrifying. So it's better to think about things like aliens and future or past or... I don't know. I love the mommy movies. You guys remember the mommy movies from back in the day with Brendan Fraser? I fucking love those movies. I want to watch them with my kids so bad, but she's like only like th- little over three years old, and I'm like, it's probably going to scare her. But my, my wife's like, no, she, our kid is weird. She like likes scary stuff. She's like, we always catch her like grabbing an iPad and putting on like scary shit. And I'm like, what are you watching, dude? Like, what the fuck? And she's like, spooky stories. She doesn't talk like a person from Long Island, but, you know, she... not saying people from Long Island sound like that. Um, but she doesn't talk funny like that. But she, she says it in her baby voice, but I'm not going to do that on the podcast. But, yeah, she likes fucking scary shit, so maybe I'll watch The Mummy with her. I was probably going to wait till she was, like, probably about five. That way she could, like, straight up tell me, but like, dude, this is scary. Like, we got to watch something else. Because when they're, like, three in, in that age, like, they they... I feel like sometimes when they say yes, they mean no. Like, they're, like... So confusing sometimes, like when they, especially when you're feeding them. Holy fuck. Okay, we don't need to talk about kids anymore while we smoke drugs, but <clears throat> I'm just saying. I love the mummy movies back in the day. Shit was so fun. That was like a big thing my dad used to do with me when I was a kid, is take me to movies. It was like our, like our thing we did. And uh, man, I want to do it with my kiddos so bad, but shit's so weird with the, so, still so fucking weird. Almost two years later, after this whole panty started shit's still fucking weird and I'm like damn it these kids you know it's. but maybe that's the curse of being a parent is that you want your kids to grow up as you did but you have to realize the world's constantly changing and if, even if the world feels weird to you maybe it doesn't feel weird to them because this is what they've grown up in so this is oh, it's just the world people wear, wear this thing and they have to do this thing to get into the building and, and I'm like okay so maybe it's just me being again naive to think that my projection of what it should be like to grow up in the world is what she's expecting, you know? Maybe she just wants, I don't know fucking know what kids want. Holy fuck, we're talking about kids still. This is what happens though. You smoke enough hash and then you like start really thinking about real shit. You're like, I'm a parent and I'm gonna smoke hash and figure this shit out. But yeah, wouldn't have it any other way though. Stoked she's here. Just wish we could do some normal shit. And we can. It'll get better. I think... I honestly think in a couple years, like... You're just gonna... It's... I mean... I don't really think I should talk about any of this stuff. But I think life's gonna get back to semi-normal. I hope. And I'd rather be naive, like I said. Just be like, yeah, everything's gonna be great. It'll get better. Because I think most people want it to get better. And I think a lot of people are noticing all the crazy stuff going on right now. And I think a lot more people are like, wait, how do we fix this, though? We've just been fighting the last couple years. How do we... Let me make this good for everybody here. I'm so vaguely talking about massive social issues and political stuff in our country. I'm not trying to make it any sort of political or social thing. I'm just vaguely talking about things. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> Fuck. God damn, that hash is good. Oh, and the temps are just so on point. It's like barely coughing. I'm just like enjoying it. I don't feel out of breath. I don't even feel like I took a dab. Like, I don't even feel. Ugh. I think I was taking hot dabs for like three months and it fucked me up. For for real. I think I was taking my dab right dabs way too hot. <coughs> <coughs> wow. Because this is awesome. I mean, I don't know how stoned you guys are right now. But me, I'm very strong. Holy cow. And I just feel like it's going to be a great day. That's it. And I'm not being uh, fake about that. I really do. Because it just is. I just feel it. Shit. I hope I don't jinx myself. It's a podcast will end and literally, like, a fucking something will fall out of the sky and hit my house. Hopefully, not, though. Holy shit. Wow. Where are we even at, Aisha. 45, 40, 40. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. haven't done a podcast in two weeks, so I'm like, how long have I been talking for? I've taken so many dabs. What is happening? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. One thing with Bear Mountain Studios when I first started the company, one thing I love to do, and this was before I was even very skilled or anything, I just, like, had the idea and the dream, is I loved having the, like, Paramount Studios, like, labels and everything on all the different parts, like the slides, the joints had, like, little fire-on, bear heads on them and stuff. And one of the reasons I wanted to grow the team is because I want to get back there, but with our engraving. Like, I want everything engraved and sandblasted, like, little detailed stuff. And that's why I just got to keep crushing and building this up and buying equipment and then finding people that are like-minded that also have an interest in working with me and skilled. I, I can't... I can't have, like, I've, I've had two guys that basically had to train for years, like, from scratch, and we don't have that much time. Like, I, I talk about a lot of ideas, and customers are like, ah oh, like, sick, but is it going to happen? Because it took you, like, a year and a half to get a flower piece out. So now at this point, like, I need people that, like, have some skill and some time, and they're, like, want to maybe see where it goes working with me a little bit. So that's the next move, and then get a big building to put everybody in, because my garage ain't gonna cut it. It's just not enough room, Um, and it's also my house. Like it's like my kid will be inside like playing, and then people will be walking in to go to the bathroom, and it's like oh fuck, I gotta get this shit out of my house. As much as like I'm gonna keep the studio in here, but I'm gonna have another bigger Bear Mountain Studios location, and um, I'll have it. Hopefully big enough where we can uh, do lots of fun shit there. They'll like collectors parties and like do a, like maybe like a large barbecue once a year or something where everyone can bring their pieces. Do an event. Basically looking for a space where we can have a large glass blowing studio. Also have uh, I want to build a studio connected to it with at least ten benches for rent. That way, if say someone doesn't want to work for Bear Mount Studios, they just need to rent a space. I can have people renting in a separate business, even though it'll be connected to the building, but it'll be like a separate room. Um, And if I see someone in there that's really, really good, that's been renting, I can offer them an opportunity and they can just walk next door and work for me a little bit and have their studio bench space. Um, So I have plans to grow this and to find the people, build it and they will come kind of idea, you know, some real field of dream shit. I don't know if any of you guys remember that because that's like a 90s movie. But it was, uh, didn't get it as a kid. As a kid, I was like, whoa, this is weird. I think I was watching the wrong movies when I was really young. That's probably one of my problems, why I am the way I am. But yeah, I um, want to build some shit, and I want to see if I can find the right people to help me continue uh, trying to offer all of these ideas and concepts and bring this to reality. Because at this point, all I can do is work on what I'm working on and talk about the ideas. If I want to put some of these ideas out and make it real, I need help. Um, I've had friends talk to me about it and they don't understand their, well, just don't make RBRs then or just don't make this and just focus on a new product. I'm like, listen, like I have like worked so hard on the RBR project and I have thousands of people that want RBRs and still can't get one. I was like, I'm not gonna, it's like, it would be like starting a war and then when you get bored with it, walking away. I'm not gonna leave the battle or like, and I, this is a weird way to describe it, but I'm not going to stop making like my RBRs or give up on that project because I th- that was never the plan. The RBR was supposed to be like the daily driver, it was supposed to be a recycler that just was like, could go right next to your Toros or your motherships or these companies that have like a dialed in product that's a staple in your collection that everyone should have. I wanted to create one of those products and I'm just getting started with the RBRs, like they're getting better and better. I'm dialing them in, I have more ideas with them to refine them even more and make them more unique. And it's like, why would I stop doing that? So I need help in order to like, because I can't make all the RBRs and all the bubblers and all the flower tubes. Like I want to make all this different shit. And you know, I can't because I'm so goddamn busy. And I'm actually trying to be less busy because I am a dad, so I'm like, You know, like we went on our first hike of 2021, like that's fucked up. Like it's almost October. And my wife got really emotional when we were on our hike because she was like, this is the first time we've been to the mountains in 2021. She's like, all we do is work. And I'm like, I know. And it's because we're dealing with shit and it's how we distract ourselves. And I'm like, so I like reminded her of why we're working so much and what we're paying for and, you know, then she calmed down, but still, like, we realized, like, whoa, even if life's hard, and you have, like, a lot of challenges, that doesn't mean that you need to, like, not live your life either, so we're going to try and just start doing more shit like that, so my point is that's why I need help, too, because I can't, there's some days I should take off maybe one day a month, like, once a month, I should take a day off and just go for a hike, or maybe, like, go for one hike every other week, I don't know, like, that way I can take my dogs out more and stuff. Like, I feel bad for my dogs. Like, that would probably be when I'm an old man. One of my biggest regrets is that I didn't take my dogs hiking enough. Because, like, life was so fucked up when they were here. But life's good, too. Just growing up's challenging, learning. <coughs> Luna, sweetheart, you're blowing it. Bane, it's fine. Luna, it's fine. It's just Brandon. Yeah, I want to make more flower tubes, too, because, like, I need to make a refined clear version of this and then I can bring it to life but like I don't want to rush it either because there's like little details I want to do on these that will take time, I need some other equipment fuck guys there's like so many pieces of equipment you need and there's people out there that can do so much stuff without any equipment but man like if you really want to have it consistent and at a production level you need equipment, that's just all there is to it but we're getting there, we're close I mean man, I've Gotten a lot of different things, but now the next thing is the big kilns because I need bigger kilns so I can put out bubblers. We talked about this last episode, I think briefly, but yeah, I need to get some bigger kilns so that I can put these out because these were actually super hard to make on my kilns. Even though this kiln's pretty fucking big, it's one of the bigger kilns you can get for a bench. Um, I still need I need something bigger because these are like 16 to 18 inches tall. So like this one right here is 16. Bane? Oh, I swear, Bane. No, no, no. No. Bro. You gotta get down. You're blowing it. You gotta go lay down, Bane. What? Why are you squealing? Oh, my God. Okay. Someone. Bro, you gotta chill. Oh, my God. Okay, I gotta put him outside. Oh, god. Holy shit! He's gonna pound on the door for sure. Holy shit, though, that was crazy. So he—that's a German Shepherd. Um, They make—they make crazy noises. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this this episode might be it. This might be over now. We got some bad puppies. Go lay down. Go lay down. Please go lay down. Go lay down. Thank you. Go lay down. Go lay down. Sweet. Well, you have to go lay down, bam. You are blown it. What is going on with you today? <laughs> Whoo, Okay. German shepherds. They're really cool looking. Um, they got a nice look, but they are a handful. They make crazy noises and they get really intense sometimes. and when he gets going, he gets the other dog going. All right, well, this last 10 minutes got really weird the dogs were going crazy. I was talking about pipes and heavy shit at the same time. You do too many dabs, that's where you're gonna get. But I'm really stoked at the response and the bubblers. People have been posting some great videos and I'm excited to do more. Like I definitely, dry ash catchers wanna offer those and everything, but I need help. So if you're a lathe worker watching this, reach out. <clears throat> Even though I don't know if any lathe workers watch this, but if you do, reach out. I'm gonna be making a post in November that will be looking for a full-time lathe worker hopefully i can find someone i think i can because i could offer them really good money and consistent work Um, as long as people keep supporting and believing in bear mountain and want flower pieces because i have a lot of ideas for flower pieces but i need someone to help prep tubing make mouthpieces so i can assemble more of these and we need a bigger kiln so we can fill that shit up because i can only make three of these um, in one session because of the kiln size and you're like, Oh, three is a lot. But yeah, but in eight hours, like the goal is more than three, but it's not happening because of kiln size. And I do, cause I do like, I try to do like lately I've been spending so much time with my kiddo and my wife. So I've been doing like literally I've been only working eight hours a day, but it's split up like six. Oh no, I've been doing more and I've been doing about 10 because I'll do like. Six hours in the beginning of the day while like the baby's at like school and stuff, and then when she gets home, I hang out with the kid and the wife and then I get back out here at ten. and I'll work from like ten to two or ten to one. So I'm getting like, you know, still easily ten hours then, but I'm not doing what that 16 hours a day shit anymore. I'm trying to just spend some time with family because everybody's, you know, I need to do it. It's crazy how quick life starts going when you're working so hard. I knew this would happen. I wasn't, I wasn't naive to that. When I was grinding, when I was like 23 till now, I knew then I was like, Oh shit, like life, a lot of life is going to happen. A lot of relationships are going to change or not be a thing anymore. Just because the level of focus and grind that's about to happen is going to be intense and it's going to, you know, it's going to change things. So I knew the sacrifice, but I wanted this shit super bad and I still do. And um, it's given me so many gifts. Like a lot, of, a lot of self-sacrifice, I think, in most cases, leads to some incredible gifts and opportunities in life. And you appreciate them so much more when you have a lot of self-sacrifice behind that you know whole path of getting to that point. So I'm learning a lot, though. I'm excited. I'm coming up on year 9 of Glass ball on year 10 is a huge one. I'm already looking at year 10. It's a couple years away. But I'm like, man, that's going to be a big milestone, a decade of just focusing on this craft and learning. I think at year 10, like shit's gonna be insane. I think that's when like, I'm going to be doing the dream. Like everything I wanted to do, I'm gonna be pursuing it at a level that I wanna pursue it at. And I think at year 10 is when it's gonna happen for me because right now it's like, you know, getting my first building and building a team. But then in a couple years, like that should all be put together and I should be putting out like the consistent work. Like we could actually be in stores again and like doing like, I think I'm gonna be doing an in store like small drop here soon in Denver um, for locals too. I'll announce that here soon. Um, It's gonna be with one of my oldest supporters. So I think we're gonna do some sort of like, you know, like a locals kind of drop thing where people can come chill, we'll have it catered and all that kind of stuff. We're just trying to figure out if we wanna do it in the winter or the spring. But I'll announce it here soon. We're going to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think at year 10, we're going to be really, you guys are going to see all like the early ideas here for the next couple of years. You'll see some of the prototypes popping up. I'll do little drops of things. But then at year 10, it should be like a refined flower line. That's, you know, and honestly, by my year 10, I think cannabis is going to be sold everywhere. I think it's going to be soon. I think in a couple of years it will be. And then if we can be one of the early companies that are, like, really, like, getting that function to customers, like, around the country or world, I don't know. I just want to make stuff that people use. I want to, like, make something that, like, people use, like, in their normal life, or at least what I think is a normal life of consuming cannabis daily, but not that that's normal for anyone. It is for me. Um but I kind of just want to make something that's part of that story for a lot of people. It's like making things with your hands and then just, I don't know. I'm really stoned, but what I'm trying to say is to me, it's like philosophical and special when you make shit with your hands and people use it and it's part of their everyday life. It's pretty cool, man. I kind of want to smoke flour, but really kind of want to smoke hash, but whoa, this is a clean bong. We could do a dab through this bong. That might be cool. It might not be either. We'll find out. Sick. Let's see how this goes. I've never taken a dad through this thing. <clears throat> Sorry about that uh, crazy dog shit. Maybe we can even like speed that up or something. <laughs> All that bullshit. So I, I don't know if that's good content. That was just life. That was Bane making a horrible noise. Squealing for no reason Sounds like he's dying He's embarrassed now though Probably the last dab of the podcast here on this bong. I gotta soak this thing in some Stuff to pull the water stains off the neck though. We're doing a big studio cleaning here though. We're gonna I have so many pipes that have just been sitting dirty for like a year. We're going to like do a huge cleaning and soak everything and put all the pipes away. And we'll just have a few pipes out here we smoke because it's like just kind of crazy. There's so many dirty pipes out here. I'm like, the studio's a mess right now. And like people always come here and they're like, oh, your studio is so clean. I'm like, dude, no, it's almost clean. It keeps getting almost clean and then it's dirty again. But it's because I work so fucking much. I literally work insane hours, and I'm like a goddamn tornado when I'm out here working. I'm using all different benches and stuff, because, like, when I'm really crushing, no one's here. Like, all the guys are home or working at their other job um, when I'm really doing the crazy crushing. But then when they come in the next morning, it looks like I had a party out here. It looks like and if someone had a fight. And I'm like, nah, dude, I, like, worked all night, and it got weird out here. I was just like... Because, I mean, it's... Oh, my God. Like, it would be so crazy to film me from midnight to 4 a.m. for like a one month time lapse and see what I do because I literally go crazy out here, I swear. After about five or six days of that and then you start getting into weeks of it, after a while it feels the same. Doesn't progressively get worse, not in my experience anyways. only thing that gets worse is the headaches. But yeah, grinding like that, it's fun and it's also like, oh man, that's scary. I don't know if I want to do that when I'm trying to like build something that's sustainable so that I don't have to work to four in the morning. I can be like sleeping and like, you know, taking care of myself a bit better. But at the same time, I love being up at night. It's like, if I wasn't blowing glass, I would just be sitting in bed, staring at the ceiling. Like I'm going to be up all night regardless of what I'm doing. That's why creating things is so fun because it's like, oh, I was up all night and now I can justify it. I was like, I was working? Even though I just can't sleep and I'm insane. You know? It's like you can justify your insanity. Let's see how this bong rips with a fucking dab, though. I can't believe I've never taken a dab on this thing. I don't even know if I've taken a dab on the bubbler yet. Not the 18 mil ones. That's because I don't have an 18 mil now, though, or a converter. Gotta make one. Gotta make a converter for that. Okay, temperature, got our fucking cap. Sweet, 550. We're just chilling for a second. It's going to be good or it's going to be bad. Hey, at least there's only two options. Nowadays, there's just too many options. You get confused, especially when you're looking at certain menus. You just don't know what food you want because there's too many options. I'm like, I like the places that only serve chicken tenders because you're like, oh, I'm just only getting chicken tenders. So, how many do I want? Well, there's too many options. I just, you know, I get actually i'm the one that gets excited my wife doesn't like too many options things so i think i'm projecting her anxiety right now but either way because i like all the terps and the flavors well Hmm. that one (laughs) might have been a little hotter or something because that was a lot Oh, yeah. Wow. So good, though. Smooth. It works. I mean, you can fucking smoke hash through whatever you want, I guess, you know? <coughs> oh, wow. Well, fun episode back. Um, However... Since I'm going out of town, we will be one more episode we won't have. But I'm sorry about that. But life right now has been crazy because we're dealing with someone that's sick. So we have to go in and out of town and take care of people. And it's crazy. So, yeah. But then this should be our last trip. And we're just going to get back to what we've been doing. I have some really special giveaways planned. Some big absurd pipes I want to give away. Um... There's lots of things I wanna do and it's all gonna get back to normal when I want to get back home and we can focus on Mountain Studios again and get back to like just creating content how we were and even more content. You know, I just wanna do better with everything, but as long as I keep telling myself that and keep trying, it'll eventually happen. That's kinda of how it's all worked out for me. I just keep saying what I wanna do and I keep trying and working until it eventually comes and happens. And hopefully the same pattern keeps happening because I'd really like that um yeah but thanks guys for supporting the uh, what's Bear Buddy podcast hanging out with us today and jeez I got so stoned today I think I took five dabs of GMO wow but I feel great still I hope you guys do too uh thanks for hanging out with me and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at bmsglass.com October we have a huge sale happening it'll be on a Sunday in October sometime um but it'll be a big one lots of clear to make up for like, not having clear for over a month. So I'll do larger, because I usually only have like six of each clear piece. Um, I'll make extra clears. And then that way I can have, like maybe we can do like 20 micros and 20 mini doubles in clear, because I gotta get more clear RBRs out there, not just expensive ones. Uh, But thank you so much, everybody. Sam for the newsletter, and this is episode 73. We did it. I'm not smoking anything else. I'm just going to drink this water. Oh, it's good.